Parker with CoachParker.org. How are you guys doing today? Today, uh, we've got a podcast on how to become the coach's favorite. Yep, that's right. How do you become the coach's favorite? Um, well, there's a few things, but, uh, you know, favoritism is alive and well in uh, youth sports today, school, business, and uh, maybe even at home, there's some favorites. And I personally hate it when I'm not the teacher's pet. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Everybody wants to get a little love, right? Uh, we all want that attention, but uh, how do you become the favorite? Well, daddy ball is definitely alive in youth football and youth sports. So many times the favorite is the coach's child, which is why it's called daddy ball. And they're either the quarterback or the top running back just because a lot of coaches think, hey, I'm coaching, my son's going to be the top player. And, uh, Usually they wind up losing a lot of games, but uh, sometimes they don't. But uh, <clears throat> that's how you can become favorites through daddy ball, which I highly do not believe. Sometimes coaches, especially in a high school and college, the coach's favorite are the star players that score a lot of touchdowns and help the coach win. And I kind of get that. And, you know, they've got God-gifted talent. Uh, and then there's those favorites, which I love, and they're really my favorites are the, the, the players that work the hardest and do everything they need to do to become a great football player. And uh, they're just highly coachable, make good grades at school, listen, do what you need them to do. So, um, so yes, <clears throat> there's some favorites. I don't agree with having this star players, you know, get away with everything and then playing daddy ball. But I do believe that players can become a coach's favorite uh, through some things here that we're going to talk about. Uh, and that's not a bad thing uh, because it's going to make them a better player. So so let's talk about what your son or daughter can do uh, to become a coach's favorite. Uh, and it's, it's pretty easy, actually, because, uh, uh, man, I wish I had a team of my favorites because uh, I could name them off. And they were usually the hard workers. Uh, but here we go. So let's talk about how to become uh, your youth sports coach's favorite. Many times a coach really loves players that they know they know football. You know, they already they already know their NFL team or college team. They know the game when they get to say even for the first season. They know the game through Madden football or they've watched a lot of football with their parents. Uh, they know their favorite players and numbers and teams and basically can start spitting off all these stats and stuff. And so you, you know, that player is going to have a lot of, uh, he's going to want to learn a lot about football. And so that's, that's a good thing. You know, if, if a kid shows up and they're just excited about football, that's, that's a, that's a huge thing on the desired thing. So that's one thing. The other thing, especially in youth football, is if you if we get a kid that that loves to hit and he's not timid about hitting, and timid you know timid the first couple of weeks is normal, but they just never work out of being too timid to hit because football is a physical sport, and so uh, if if they're not willing to hit or have a desire to hit, you know, after the first month or six weeks, then 
that's not going to put you into the favorite category for a youth football coach. So, um, you know, you, usually the the kids that we look to are always jumping in on the hitting drills, trying to be first in line, trying to do all those drills and not hiding in the back of the line, which we get a lot of kids that do that. So if you want to be a favorite, you know, know the game and know that you're going to start hitting pretty quickly. The other thing, and this comes in along with hitting, because this is how kids get out of hitting drills, is, is they don't get hurt every practice. Uh, you know, a lot of kids that uh, they'll just start saying, oh, their ankle hurts, or I've got a scratch, or I got a headache, or I didn't have a good day at school. And if mom is there, they'll go over to mom and start talking to her and, and basically you know, sit out all hitting drills and then come back over when we're not hitting. That doesn't really raise the bar for a coach to say, oh, you're my favorite. So if your son or daughter is kind of doing those things and not putting in the work when they need to be, you know, you can't really complain, oh, he's got favorites uh, because, well, you know what I mean. The other thing, you know, and this goes in line with, uh, you know, them knowing a lot of stuff about football is that is we like players that have you know, a high football IQ. They understand, you know, that, you know, you pass on long yardage situations. You run wedge or power on short yardage situations. And I know you're saying, really, six or seven-year-olds? But they pick this stuff up. It's kind of crazy how much uh, young players will learn. You know, their brains are set up to learn languages and everything right now. And so uh, I realized a few years ago, well, many moons ago, that kids will learn a ton if you push them. And so I try to push them a lot. So we like kids that, that, you know, after the first month or six weeks of their new players, they kind of start picking up uh, all these things, what's going on, and really develop this football IQ. And with football IQ, <clears throat> look, you know, you may have the best player physically in the league, but if they can't remember their plays and responsibilities and what position they're playing, or even if they're a starter, I don't know how many times we've had kids, hey, you know, starting offense on the field, and a couple of them are standing there looking at you like, what? You know, if they can't remember that they're a starter, and certainly if, if they're, I don't know how many tight ends we've called a pop pass for, a tight end pop pass, and that tight end didn't go out on the play, and it was probably going to be a touchdown, but he just forgot his play, you you, know, you may have the best physical specimen, natural ability, fastest kid on the team, but really they, they got to remember their plays and responsibilities as a position to help the team out. Uh, and they also got to, you know, we like kids to be able to, to learn every, you know, positions. And, you know, just because you're a running back doesn't mean you need to know how to block. I mean, we like players that can, can pay attention in practice. And if we need the fullback to jump in at guard, He's paid enough attention and practice to understand what he needs to do, basically, to, to do a quick block. Uh, a lot of kids will just try to learn what, you know, one position or they just space cadet out. So we're looking for kids that are paying attention that have the desire to play football, and that's going to be a favorite. Uh, and we need, you know, we, we can't have prima donnas on the team where, you know, I'm only playing tailback. Uh, you're not going to put me at guard, you know. We want kids that, you know, the you know, where do you want to play? I'm going to play wherever you need me, coach, and what's best for the team. And that's what we're looking for from the player and the parent. We don't need parents telling us, you know, well, my kid shouldn't be playing there because of this, this, and that. And it's like, well, we've put your child there because 
of uh, it's going to help the team out the best. It may not be the best position for him overall, but it might be best for the team so we can get through this season. We're also looking for kids, and I know a lot of kids are on this medication now, but we're looking for kids that uh, aren't a distraction during practice. We've had so many kids that all they do throughout practice is talk. Uh, they'll, we had one kid that just sang. He'd sing to himself and then sing to other players. Uh, or they just continue to talk when I'm talking or another coach is talking and distracting the other players. Or they start kicking dirt and throwing rocks at players or hitting players. I mean, we don't want distractions during practice. And that's not going to make your child a favorite with us. And so if you're saying, well, you know, there's favorites on the team, but your child is doing all this other stuff, that that's not really helping there. Uh, the big thing, and this is huge, uh, and it, it drives me crazy, uh, beginning, you know, at the start of every game, we tell parents t- to get to the game 75 minutes before the game. We're, because we say 75 versus an hour, because... There's always, there's always two or three families that are 15 minutes late, and it's always the same ones to games and practice. So you want to be a favorite on the team, arrive 15 minutes early, because that's really on time to a lot of us. And that way you'll get to practice on time. So we're looking for kids, and you want to, you want to make sure your kid's a favorite? Get him to practice in the games 15 minutes early. That way we know we can count on him for being there. And it's just crazy how many players will show up uh, at big games. We've had this. They'll show up right at the game time, which is unbelievable to me when you're in a playoff or a Super Bowl. So you're not really gaining any any brownie points by showing up at the Super Bowl 15 minutes late. Because we said 15 minutes early. The other thing is that your your player, you know, your child, if he wants to be a, a favorite, they're not absent all the time. You know, you got to get them to practice. I mean, practice is where you actually learn the game. The games are kind of fun because we're where all it comes together. But parents don't really understand that, you know, practice is where the football team, especially in youth for, sports, learns how to play football, learns how to tackle and block run and get in a stance and these are all the things that will that will they'll take to to uh, uh, older junior high and high school football teams so we need them there so they can learn these basics so we can do well in the game if if you've got a player he's missing once a week uh you know he's basically missed half the season because he didn't learn anything and so i know it's hard uh, especially single parents, but if you sign your kid up for a team sport, you've got to get them to practices, especially if you want the coach to pay attention to them and to become one of their favorites. And so get them to practice on time early, and that's 15 minutes early. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we, we get a lot of kids that want to talk a lot, and they'll ask us a lot of questions, but they're they're not good questions. They're like, when is practice over? <laughs> or where we're going to eat, not what if the tight end does this, what should I do? So we we want questions and we want them to talk to us, but we don't want to have them ask us every five minutes, hey, when's practice over? That That's just not the good question we're looking for. So we, we want them to interact with us, but we want them to interact with us about the sport, not, hey, you know, we're going to the circus this weekend and taking 20 kids and we're listening to this story while we're trying to call a play in the huddle. 
that's a distraction and not making us very happy. And it, we're not seeing that as a coachable kind of favorite thing. Uh, these players are usually, you know, and what's, what's unique about these players is they're just hard workers. They're usually not the fastest kids on the team or above average size. You know, we, we find favorites all the time that they just love the game and they're working hard to get better and they're being highly coachable and doing what we ask. And they're saying yes, sir, and no, sir, and they're running to drills, and they're trying to become a better football player. I just had, I called him the Duke. He came out and was helping us in the playoffs from another team. Uh, he was learning the game, first-year rookie. He loved the game. Uh, he became one of my favorites because uh, he was all, he was coming out. He helped us. He didn't have to be there, and he kept taking a pounding from some of our big guys. I was teaching him, and he was learning. And uh, you know, it was like, man, this kid wants to play, and he's going to be a sponge. And I want to give him all of my football knowledge that I can. And I was ready to and I was ready to do that, and was doing that, and, and for him. So that's how to become a a, a, a foot, you know coach's favorite is. Have do what we're asking. Have a big heart. Uh, listen to what we're doing and love the game. Uh, and that's you know they've got to have this willingness to learn and they learn quick. Uh, like I said, this guy was kind of a project player for me during the playoffs, and uh, I loved it. And I, I've had a I've had several. Uh, there was a kid that I that I nicknamed the Russian of four or five seasons ago. Now he was a rookie player, big boy. Uh, reminding me of myself when I started playing, and uh, he and I hit it off, and uh, the kid loved to play, loved to hit, had a smile all the time, was always on time at practice, was there early to learn, and uh, he became a great football player. He's playing in high school now, so uh, good for him. You know, the other thing is we're really looking for players that uh, respect the coaches and will have fun with us, and have fun with us in the football way. Uh, you know, we love to hear yes, sir, no, sir, and they, they're quiet when we're talking. And they're not, quite frankly, little jerks that are running around practice screaming uh, and making us babysit. You know, we're coaching you sports. We're not babysitters. So uh, we don't really want a kid that uh, can't control themselves and have decided to go berserk and run around practice and do whatever they want. Uh, those, those guys aren't really going to be playing very much if they're not coachable and not listening to us. The other thing which I think parents really forget, even though they're not playing the sport with their child, is, you know, your child probably isn't going to be a favorite if uh, pa the parent uh, are bad-mouthing the coaches every five minutes. You know, that's really just not going to work out well for, for anybody. Uh, you've got to support your youth coaches. We're volunteers. We're not getting paid usually. It's a lot of work. We we love it. That's why we're doing it. And, uh, you know, to, to get bad-mouthed about a couple of games or this or that or it's or little petty things. You don't like the T-shirts and it's ruined your whole season because it was $20. Uh, you know, that we're, we're usually spending tons of money and time because uh, the leagues have really – don't have big budgets in them anymore. So we're having to buy a lot of our own equipment and do this uh, voluntarily. So if you're, if you're, uh, you know, bad mouthing the coaches, don't expect your son to be one of our favorites. Uh, look, I'm, I'm big on good grades and we really push this with our players. And so, you know, I like kids 
to let us know how they're doing in school. And that goes back when they're able to learn and pay attention and respect. You know, if they've got bad grades in school, sometimes, uh, you know, there's a respect issue that's not there. And they're also just not going to learn their plays at practice. And I really don't have time. And I'm not a coach that coddles players that they can't learn their plays and things like that. So uh, we're really looking for these players to be smart because smart football players win more games. And that's that's what we expect from our players is good grades. They're going to learn their plays, good conduct and respect. Uh, you know, the other thing that uh, our favorites do is they, they learn their plays and they show us in practice or in big games that we can trust them. And they tell us things and uh, it comes, it usually turns out right. So we, we, we learn to start trusting these players and that's when, you know, they become a favorite. And that's probably why a lot of coaches will have their sons play quarterback or running back as they know that player and trust them. And so your, your son or daughter can become a, a favorite to a coach if, uh, the coach starts to trust them and they do all these things. And so that's, that's a big deal. The other thing is this, this favorite, uh, they must work harder than all the other players. I mean, there's going to be star players, especially if they're not a physically gifted athlete. You know, if, if they're not a star player gifted athlete, if they just work harder and do what we're asking, I had a player, uh, muff that I absolutely love this player. He worked harder. He did exactly what we asked. He listened. Man, I still think about that kid. He's a great linebacker and a tight end. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite players. And he wasn't the star on our team, but he did exactly what we told him to do, when we told him to do it, and how to do it. And uh, excellent, excellent player. One of my favorites. The other thing that the favorites do is they show coaches. And, you know, this is probably why my high school coaches didn't like me all that much sometimes is uh, these players work out. Uh, outside of football, I know uh, in high school I didn't work out as much in the off season as I should have. I know why my coaches were mad. They work out, you know, after practice. They work out uh, during the off season. We usually have an Ironman camp competition for. Uh, since we only get two days of pra- practice, we try to have the guys do something a third day during the week, like just run and jog and some push-ups and setups. And so those those players that want to, you know, get our attention we're, are doing that kind of thing. So that's uh, that's how to be a coach's favorite there is uh, work out uh, in the offseason and over the summer. The other thing that, that these favorites do is, man, they want to win. They hate to lose. It isn't just about being out there. You can tell the kids that are really competitive, and it's usually the kids that have the strong desire to play football and know what it's about. And so, you know, we want those kids to have that competitive nature. And the other thing is these players for us, uh, because they've done all these things and have been highly coachable, they're fun to watch on the field because they start doing things that are beyond what we've coached. And it makes us very proud to see that. And they start telling us some things, especially as you've seen them grow over several seasons. And that's, uh and it makes you so proud as a coach to start to see that kind of stuff. We had one player, one of the my DNs outside linebackers, that uh, one of the best I've ever coached. He started telling me, you know, uh, some stuff, and uh, it was like, wow, he's really getting this now. And I hadn't told him that stuff, and he was asking me some pretty deep questions about why do we form tackle and why do you tackle this way and 
how you're going to do that. And that's when it becomes fun because it became more than just the physical sport, but the, uh, the intellectual sport. And uh, that's that made me so proud that day when we were talking and had that long conversation like that. So, so these are my 80-20 rules on how to become a coach's favorite. You know, like I said, I don't like favoritism where it's daddy ball related or coaches are letting players just get away with everything outside of the sport so they can play on Friday night and Saturdays. I don't want prima donna favorites. But if, if you want your, your, your son or daughter to become a coach's favorite and get more attention to play in games and to play, to play during practice and to get more reps, these are some of the things that they can do. It's basically pay attention, work hard, get to practice on time, be highly coachable, uh, and you know don't re- disrespect the coach and have a desire to play the game. I mean, that's really what it is. And if, if, if it's really passionate and they do that, they'll become a coach's favorite. So, so hey, do you have some favorites? Is your child a favorite? Are you fighting favoritism right now? Maybe some of the things will help your child become one of the coach's uh, favorite. Which one of the qualities did you like most? Because they weren't in order. I just kind of talked about them. But hopefully you got an idea of what coaches are looking for uh, outside of daddy ball or just true, uh, you know, prima donna favoritism. What coaches are looking for in a player so they become their favorite. So, I think hope you uh, liked the uh, podcast, and uh, if you did, please give me a like and subscribe. Uh, this is Coach Parker with CoachParker.org. I uh, hope you guys are having a happy holiday season. Uh, we'll see you next time. Ciao.